the number one regret, and again, this is from this book, top five regrets of the of the dying. All right. Yeah. A book by Bronnie Ware, palliative care nurse, who wrote a blog that became a best-selling book, and she interviewed all these、uh, all these patients about their top five regrets. And the top regret is exactly the answer that I'm going to give you. The number one regret of people who are dying is I wish I lived a life true to myself, not what others expected of me. Yep. People live in the shadow of their parents, their peer group, their network. We love, we, we get love and acceptance from our herd. Yes. But unfortunately, it, it takes some courage. It takes risk, and you know this from the startup world to、yes. break away from the herd, to start、yes. unbelieving the story that you've led yourself to believe your whole、yes. life. And that's where the risk taker. That's discomfort, but that's where the magic is. Hello, dreamers and action takers. Welcome to another episode of the Want Money Got Money podcast. I'm your host Sam Kamani, and my guest today is Trav Bell. Trav helps people achieve their bucket list. Maybe it is on your bucket list to start a tech startup. Maybe it is to leave your job and be financially independent. Maybe it is to be an early stage investor in the next Amazon or to travel the world again when it opens up after COVID. Whatever it is, let's listen to what Trev has to say and how he helps people achieve. Their bucket list. Before we get started in this, I would like to share something about what's been on my bucket list, and it has been to build Insider. Insider is a platform which wants to enable other people to learn about trading and investing. How Insider does that is. By running competitions and tournaments, where you can see how other people are interacting with stocks and cryptocurrency and learn from them, so it is basically forming a community of people interested in trading and investing in stocks and cryptocurrency. You can go and check it out at insider dot com. That is e n s y d r dot com. Back to our conversation with Travel. So, so Trav, it's great to have you here. I'd love to know your story, how you get started, how you help people with creating their or achieving their bucket list, and all that. But first of all, how did you get、yeah. started on this journey? Sam, stoked to be on your show, mate. Yes, how I got started. I, I've been the bucket list guy for about ten years now. So, someone actually called me the bucket list guy after the first public seminar that I did. Prior to that,、sure. I was in the personal fitness training industry for over twenty years.、I、had a bit of a breakdown before breakthrough moment, going through depression. You know, bit of a、uh, toxic headspace, some toxic people in my life, bit of a downward spiral. Found myself in personal development seminars, learning all about mindset, and the stuff that I was going through. But instead of going on, and I did that sort of stuff to to figure out what I was going through. Instead of going on heavy antidepressants, I got into personal development and worked through some stuff. I came out the other side. I put on a seminar. In that seminar, I started sharing my list to do before I die. I always had one since I was eighteen. A lot, a lot of people who knew me knew that I had one of these lists, and I started sharing that list about halfway through this first seminar. And for me, speaking at that point in time was the big domino that I had to push over in my life to overcome a few things, and and that that really helped me. And I started sharing my list, and then at the end of it, someone said, "Hey, your list to do before you die has really inspired us all. It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy." And that night, I went home and registered the domain name, the Bucketless Guy, and it was thebucketlessguy dot com. 
and I was on Google. This is ten years ago. I was on Google. So, uh, who's got? Who's like the the king of bucket list? Who's the expert bucket list in the world? Oh, look, no one. So I literally called myself Sam, the world's number one bucket list expert, because it wasn't taken. And I thought, why not? Big yeah. shoes to fill, so why not jump jump in the deep end and learn how to swim? And I've literally been doing that ever since, mate. Primarily as a speaker as a coach running events and about three years ago, yeah, it was three years ago, I had some people around me saying, hey, you should allow other people to teach you stuff. You know, I've been ripped off. People would, you know, ripping my stuff off and using it. And a business partner said to me, I'm like, oh, people are stealing my stuff. That's a really good sign that they want you yes. to, that they want to use your stuff. I was like, all right, thank you. <laughs> That's That was refreshing to hear. But three years ago, we launched, we, we launched Certified Bucket List Coach around the world and uh, so I'm now founder also yeah founder CEO of uh, certified bucket list coaches so we've got certified bucket list coaches in 22 countries around the world now so when I'm not speaking as the bucket list guy I'm also founder CEO of certified bucket list coaches and everything that we teach everything that I've always taught it's mainly founded on positive psychology and that is which is really important right now to help people through this mental health crisis that we're going through with corona and everything else it's like a life coaching framework for people a life coaching business in a box but without without calling it life coaching but yeah a lot of people have become coaches certified bucket list coaches with us and we've even got bucket list coaches in countries in the world where if you translate the word bucket list, it makes no freaking sense at all. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's just been really cool. So that's been the that's been the journey. So there was a bricks and mortar businesses in a business was which was my first business that I founded. Yeah. I did that. You know, I had a chain of personal training studios around Australia. It was the first in Australia to franchise personal training, and then got out of that bricks and mortar business, went online, and and uh, doing what I'm doing right now. Such a good move to move online. <laughs> you can keep working. <laughs> you don't have to stop mm. for COVID and all that. <laughs> it's yeah, no, not at all. And in fact, we've been been extremely busy. It's been the last twelve months. We've been very busy. We've had to adjust, innovate, adapt like never before, like every other business online. Yes. You know, like right now, you'd know better than anyone. We all run online businesses now. Everyone runs yes. an online business. It's a bonus if you've got any offline presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said it. And it's not going to go back. It's like, to give you an example of, this, you is, know, new normal. this is pretty much, it's like from, yeah, it is, the stats are crazy from 2009 to 2019 about, it went from 8% of all e-commerce share to 18 or 19% of like the whole share of e-commerce as a part of all oh. commerce. But oh. then in the first eight weeks, of the lockdown in March 2020, like March and April, it went from 18-19% to nearly 30% all e-commerce, all online. Because wow. people had to, all, all around the world, people had to buy online. They had to move online. They, there was no option. It's yeah. I, I think that's been a really good thing, though. I look, yes. it's become increasingly crowded, but we've had to be smart. And I think, you know, one of, I, I write out a theme every year and I've got it right in front of me. I'm overlooking the ocean here at my house. And I have it every year. I have a bit of a theme or a word that becomes yes. my compass for the year. And, you know, going into 2021, the word I'm looking at right now is called omnipresent. And that's being everywhere. And I've got to try and make as much noise as we, we've got to make as much noise as we possibly can to rise above the crowd. You know, to yes. be heard, to get that attention, and because it's become so 
so busy. There's so much traffic, which is a good problem to have. I think it, it makes you adapt in a good way because if you're not seen, you're just not seen. No one buys you. Absolutely. Real simple. So you've got to take that, you gotta take that responsibility with your own business. You've got to take that responsibility. And and really I was outsourcing it and letting other people do that. And I was like, hey, this year, so no, nah, I'm gonna do it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna take charge. Sure, I've got other team helping and stuff, but I'm gonna take charge and really set the course for this new normal. Yeah, I, I love what you just said. And continuing on from the theme earlier, what you said about people stealing your stuff. Most For most people in the world, they should not worry about people stealing their stuff. What they should really worry about is being obscure, being unknown, because that is the biggest challenge for most people. Like they, yeah. And, yeah, and, getting and attention. Yeah. Exactly right. It is yeah, we live yeah. in uh, engagement and attention economy uh, more than anything else. So yeah. it is very true. And also, I love your um, word of the year. I have the same thing. I have the word of the year. What's, and your, my, what's your word? My word is leverage for this year. Oh, powerful. So That's interesting, isn't it? It's, you can just something around what I was talking earlier with you before I pressed the record button. And that yeah. was around that I could talk with one person at one time. Or yeah. I could go on someone's podcast and talk there and have 50 or 100, 200 people listen. Or mm. and, and at the same time, it's like when you're here on my podcast, so I'd put that up and 50, 250 mm. people will listen to that in a long form. But then I'll make short form videos of it on for TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, and yeah. other form content that tens of thousands of people will watch and listen and know about Trev Bell, the bucket list guy. And, yeah. and that is is leverage so just finding totally. finding leverage for everything and i give an example of that one thing i've just started is using Streamyard and and going like when i do my 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 podcast i'm actually doing them live and then i'm downloading it after we do the live and it's a different experience wow. because i was fi- i was finding and when you do them live especially through that app i can go on to i've got I think it goes into three groups. It goes on to YouTube straight away. It goes on. To, uh, it can go into Twitch. I'm not on Twitch, but it can go in through Periscope, which is Twitter. Yes. It can go on to you know a whole bunch of Facebook groups, and so it goes into I think six or seven places, all in one hit. And the post production, which yes. kills, which kills this thing. <laughs> I interview people like you. I'm going to have you on my podcast, and it, I want to interview a whole lot of people and get this information out there like you do. But the post-production kills me. So, it's so many so hours I've, per episode oh, and I'm like... <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. So streamlining that post-production is key, Was key, is, yes. has been key for me. And now I'm on a lot of podcasts like I am with yes. you, but I'm actually producing a lot more podcasts now as a result of that post-production time being greatly reduced. And I think that's the key to being omnipresent and also leverage is being able to produce content quick and and At easy scale. and fast and yes. yeah it doesn't have to be it doesn't perfect. have to be yeah it doesn't have to be perfect and that's something that i've certainly had to get over myself yeah oh, absolutely it is it is quantity and when it is not perfect it is more authentic it is more real people can relate to it if we it's fine if we stumble a few times because that makes us human we are not the full photoshopped version and and those days are gone <laughs> 
And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dreamyard. I will check it out. This is amazing. I got to learn something. <laughs> oh my great. god! Oh, so you're saying I'm telling a tech guy who's written two books on tech, yes, <laughs> and has found and founded and startups and all that yes. angel investors. I'm actually giving you some knowledge. Oh my Absolutely, hundred percent. Oh, we never stop learning, do we? Yes, yes. So I, I will definitely, I will check that product out. And so, how many hours do you say now? Of one episode of making a podcast takes you like one long form, like forty minute that your generally episodes are. Yeah, I, I don't think too many people. I, I, I'm probably like you. We're having a really cool conversation. I think that's what yes. it's all about. And yes. I'm genuinely interested in what they do. And if I, like, I had okay. So last week, right? So I had an MMA. Like he was ex UFC fighter. Like his next UFC. What's his name? Cage fighter, Marshall. Now I'm blanking. Fire Marshall is his Instagram. Cool. Really great guy. Now I'm losing it. And I had Nick Troutman as well. Yeah. Now Fire Marshall. Now, oh, Elliot Marshall. There it is. Elliot Marshall. Elliot Marshall. So he was one of an early UFC fighter. Yes. And and now he's got a chain over in America and he's got a chain of these MMA training studios called Eastern. And I'm just fascinated. We talked about fear, talked about his upbringing, how he was bullied, and I'm just like, I, I forgot I was even recording. I'm just sitting there, we're just having a conversation, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, I better circle it back and finish the recording. And then I had a conversation with a guy, and these guys had me on their podcast as well, yes. Nick Troutman. Now, Nick Troutman is a GoPro-sponsored athlete, and, yeah. and I have the bucket because my – podcast is called bucket list life yes. podcast and so i have that just gives me license to talk about talk to whoever i want really that's amazing um, but i had uh, nick troutman now he's an extreme kayaker so this dude is sponsored by uh, a whole bunch of different sponsors by but he's a gopro sponsored athlete so um, how does that contract work what sort of contact content to get to produce on a week-to-week basis and and we just went through it and i was just fascinated and this is a dude that throws himself off these really big freaking waterfalls for fun. And he's a family man and he's a he's a, a dad to a couple of kids. And I'm like, do you do that? And how is fear and risk in relation to now having kids? Because when we're you know, young and, and full of adrenaline, we do these sort of things. He goes, yeah, nothing's really changed. <laughs> <You know? It's, laughs> I still throw myself off waterfalls and i still got big waterfalls to throw myself off as an extreme kayaker. But here I am having these fascinating conversations with people and to circle it back into what we're doing here, I think it's, I think the cool thing about having a podcast and coronavirus and lockdowns and not being able to travel yes. is that we're radically collaborating like never before. Absolutely. Oh, you know what I mean? Reach it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're, and I think not just to get attention, but really to connect. And we're really yeah. connecting online like we never have before. Fam- the great thing about lockdown, families, I've got uh, four kids, two that live at home, and mm. I'm sure they're doing homeschooling today because of stage four lockdowns here in Victoria, Australia. But families, I think, on a positive note, families are becoming closer and they're hanging out together more. Yeah. Yep. You know, because of all this. And you and I are meeting, you know, for yes. the first time probably because of this as well. Because if you and I are speaking on planes and this sort of thing, that becomes ships in the night. But yes. because of this, is uh, it's forced us to radically, you know, collaborate. And yep. I think that's a really good thing, man. Oh, this is 
you said it so pretty much i have developed like really long term relationships with people over the last year all around yeah. the world because of this i used to still meet people but the thing is that i used to meet people in conferences and at events and you just take the business card and you never do anything now yeah. we are keeping in touch with with each other and the thing is that i maintain like a spreadsheet of people who come on my show and i ask everyone at the end of it do you have a ask what are you looking for and then if i ever see someone who meets that need i connect them and wow you're a, you're a next level organized <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't always get a chance but whenever I do once a week or something I have a look at that and see who I've met cool. and then so like cool. you run a Love podcast it. and if anyone fits that I'll recommend that hey this guy'd be great guest yeah, cool you'd be a great guest for someone. So I do that. And yeah. I do the same for tech startup founders and VCs and all that. And I just That's connect to people. Yeah. yeah. And and I didn't used to do that. When I used to be like so busy just running around, going to events, conferences and all that. And you yeah. waste so much time and stuff. So That's it's true. like the first yeah. lockdown in New Zealand, I wrote a book. Second lockdown in New Zealand, I started a podcast. And now this is the third lockdown. So I'm building my well, <laughs> startup. So first, first lockdown, yeah, same here, man. It, yes. it, first lockdown, like this, it, I got this out two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Two weeks before Christmas. And I could not, and, and, and literally in the last, I've been the bucket list guy, like I said, for 10 years. And I couldn't go into 2021 having the, having no excuses, not like I'm busy on planes and I'm busy speaking <laughs> around the world. It's like, dude, you don't get anywhere. Get your book done, you dickhead. Yeah. Got it done, got a publisher and and finished it. And it's been going absolutely crazy. It's been great. Keeping me really busy. But I tell you what, I look I look back on the last 10 years and look at all the money I've left on the table because I didn't have it done. But now that yes. I've done it, it's been, it's been absolutely great. And, and I think, yeah, a lot of... Apart from books, and you just mentioned yes. yours, and I can't wait to read yours as well. Is that's definitely another positive? Starting podcast, yeah. start you know finishing books, doing all, mate. Because of lockdowns, let's put a real positive spin on it. I've cleaned the, I've cleaned my shed. I've put up bike racks. I've been to the dentist. I've been, I've had all <laughs> this work done. You know, yes. for the last over the last sort of six month, I've been a three to six month plan with the dentist. I've even, mate, we've built a veggie patch at home with the kids. Ben, that, um, all this is real bucket no, list no, stuff. No, 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 <laughs> check this out. I've even, check this shit out, I've even done my will. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so this ben, is all this, all this shit that we put off. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was just on a, I did two presentations last night and I told everyone and everyone's like writing down going, these are really good tips. What to yeah. do during lockdown? They get some real personal projects done, and I think if you don't take advantage, you, you you if you haven't adapted, you haven't innovated, you haven't seen the the good to come out of this. What we're all going through, and you're in business. I think you should get out of business right now. Just get out of business right now if you haven't adapted already. Yeah. Oh, so true, man. So true. It's it's just like the other day I was listening to Elon Musk on Clubhouse in the same mm. room the first day. And then he was like, someone asked him that what motivation, motivational quote do you have for someone so who that. wants to start a startup? And it's like, oh, if you need motiv- external motivation, then maybe this shit is not for you. <laughs> Talk about a hell of a quote from Elon, wasn't it? That was yes. a really good quote. If I, if you need it, if you need some tips, then get out. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was hard to Clubhouse. That was really hard to get on, wasn't it? That, oh, that, was, that was really challenging. You had to go to, <laughs> I had to go to overflow rooms and stuff and yeah. I got kicked out, but I was lucky because someone else must have got kicked out in the original one. And I got in that one then, but I got kicked <laughs> out three times on that because it yeah. was just overloaded their servers. I think it, it, it broke the internet, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's inviting Putin to, to join him. That would go viral. <laughs> what? Putin. In, yeah, yeah. Vladimir what? Putin, the the on Clubhouse. He's asking him to join him on Clubhouse for a session. <laughs> oh shit, really? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, not not that they have replied, they have said anything, but he said, hey, "What's the harm? Let's jam on it." <laughs> it's, oh my god, he's uh, my boys uh, absolutely love Elon Musk and uh, yeah. I think what a what a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. only it's not only thinking, but it's also courage. Just working hard, outworking others is not enough. You have to outcourage and outbelieve others as well. Is once he sold his stake in PayPal and stuff, he put all the money on SpaceX yeah. and Tesla yeah. and went to an Eastern ex-Soviet country to buy intercontinental ballistic missiles to convert them into rockets. And, <laughs> and you could get killed for that. You could end up in a prison and be tortured for the rest of your life. But he had the balls to do that. Most of us yeah. don't. Most of us nah. think that it is so far out um, of realm and reality that it's yeah. not even in our bucket list yet. <laughs> so Yeah. How did, you know, is that part of his DNA? Is he just got so much... Uh, confidence in his prior in his prior deals or is just nuts just nuts you have to be nuts at a certain um, level to be able to do that because when most people have a windfall of 150 million dollars they don't want to lose it they want to hold on to it all in on the first chip yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) just entered the casino and all in on the first bet and yeah and that's very few people have the same risk profile once you have the more you gain it's just people who are in really high paid professional corporate jobs it find they find it really challenging to start a startup and go back on instant noodles for next year or two years and all that so i love that i I love that i love the fact that you just said that oh my god i can't wait till our chat on my podcast so uh, do you find do you find that a lot of founders and startups that they're back on instant noodles? Is that what you is that what you say? No, all no, the no. Time? It, it is a lot of it, it, you do what it takes. You you mm. do what it takes. You bootstrap yeah. until you can find funding. Of course, it yeah. makes it easier yeah. if you have funding. But no one's yeah. gonna give you give you their money. It's not easy to go and ask for someone even hundred dollars, let alone five hundred thousand or a million. Because so you have to prove yourself, and it's not. It's so many times Tesla came back came to being bankrupt nearly and that's mm. just you just are facing death all the time <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. any any anyone who's run a small business they know cash flow is so hard and you come close to death all the time pretty much as in like your business dying <laughs> so, yeah 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 and i love look at oh you'd probably you've probably got lots of examples look at what is it? Amazon. He lost money for, was it five or 10 years? No, no, more like 20 years. 20 years. More like, 20 yeah, more years. like 20 years the... didn't make. But the thing is, that is people with big vision because for the 20 years, shareholders are not going to believe in you. Press is not going to believe in you. No one is yeah. going to believe in you. And you need to have the self conviction and intrinsic yeah. motivation to keep going to, to yeah. you know, yeah. challenge all that because the goal for a lot of, these people is not building the just 
a me too product it is complete domination because just, try, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like having a complete monopoly it's pretty much you're going building something like that and yeah and, and the thing is that just peter thiel's book zero to one it's like competition is for losers it's in fact you don't want competition you want to build something that is so good that no one can compete and then you yeah. can charge what you want and people is, will pay what you want is that a good book zero to one? Oh, 100 percent absolutely yeah, yeah. must I'm read. Gonna add it one of the yeah, things yeah. that i'm doing on my bucket on my bucket list at the moment sam yes. i'm doing like five things at the moment on my bucket list i'm always yes. doing something on my bucket list so one of the things that i'm doing at the moment oh, i'll show you is actually reading 52 books in a year. Oh, so fantastic. Far, that's what I've done so far. Yes. Reading 52 books in a year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add Peter Thiel's book to that. So, so I have this section at the, generally ask this question towards the end, but I'll ask you right now, since you talked about it, what is the, the book that you've read in the last month that you highly recommend since you read so many <laughs> or, or in the last? I've read four books in the last month. I, okay, I'll tell you this one. This is good. So I'm going to recommend this by my mate, Andrew Griffiths. There it is. So if if you're watching this, then cool. But if you're listening to it, it's called Someone Has to Be the Most Expensive, Why Not Make It You? Boom. That's great. All right. Yeah. And there's there's some great examples. And, And this is how I read a book. I read a book with my pen. And I've just, with this, there's some great examples of where the niches in the world have popped up is where we don't mind paying for something that's a little bit more expensive if it's quality. Yes. You know, and we'll search, we'll search and we'll stick to those kinds of businesses and those products and services if we have a good experience. 100%. So this really reinforces it and shows some really good examples. With the, the coffee, the local coffee shop that you go to, that you have a really good experience and that it could be uh, some sort of, I don't know, it could be moisturiser that you use or some. Yes. We're, we're already doing it because of the experience that we receive in our daily practices. So this really brings it home and what I always look at the things that I read and how do I map it? How do I integrate it straight away into my businesses or into my life? Straight away, we nearly doubled the amount we charged for someone to become a bucket list coach. Yeah. And I, autom- I, I, I have collapsed roles into it because I've got a remote work team around the world and yes. I collapsed roles. I went, you know what? We don't need, we don't need all these different people, we yes. can streamline, we can streamline a lot of things. We're running these webinars at different times. We've automated a lot of those processes to make it less people heavy. And and we're looking for quality and certainly not quantity. I've been doing this for three years. And when we started, we were selling licenses to anyone just to get that social proof happening. And sure, it served us it served us pretty well. But now of those ones that are performing, it's all the quality ones that are really performing. It's the, the people that have scraped and tried to just had the money to get in, not performing that well. So we're after quality, our target market. And right now in, you know, in our ad spend, we're, we're just going after the people that, that are of quality, not quantity. And we want to really... And we have, and we are really looking after those quality people 
and and just gone up to another level in looking after them, making them into absolute rock stars. Whereas before we weren't looking after them as much. So we've increased the price, but also increased our support and service to them. Oh, that's great. That's really great to hear. So I'd love to know a bit about how it all works as in not the, the coaches, but say when you were doing it on your own, say someone who is the type of person comes to you to, I don't know, achieve their bucket list. I, look, I'll answer that with a statement. And that yes. statement is people, it's a generalized statement, but let yes. it sink in. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Yeah. So what does that tell you? And we know people that are sleepwalking through their life. They, we yeah. know that people are Groundhog Day. We know people that where they've got the kids, they've got the mortgage, they've got the job, yes. and that they're on the treadmill of life. And a lot of people are living by default, not by design. They're just existing. Yes. They're not living. There's a lot of people and not running any assumptions because my stuff isn't for everyone. This could be just icing on the cake for a lot of yeah. your listeners and watchers. And this is my way of hopefully changing the narrative, changing the conversation around the, the, the really scary statistics that we now face. And those statistics are depression, depression anxiety, is- the suicides, youth suicides, yeah. the overprescription of antidepressants, and all those. Also, the we've even got this thing now called the loneliness epidemic, and it's yes. a real thing. Google it. It's a loneliness yeah. epidemic, which is the adverse effect of social media. We all think we're more connected, and we were just talking about collaboration. Yes. We all think we're more connected. We're actually more disconnected because there's a whole lot of people out there, man, that are all comparing their behind-the-scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel. Yeah. Yeah. And that has a real psychological impact. You know, in America, and I was just telling this on an American podcast yesterday, that 89% of people in America, what they call disengaged at work, that's 89% yeah. of people who go to work every day and not into what they're doing. They're just getting the paycheck and coming home. Yeah. Very hard to maintain any sort of sense of culture within a company. Hard yes. to get that level of, in, to get happiness, fulfillment, yes. meaning, purpose out of those people. In Australia, New Zealand, we're about 70%, so it's not far off. Not far off, yeah. So these statistics are scary. Then you go throw COVID in on top of that, <laughs> yeah. and you got an absolute perfect storm for mental health. So this is my way of helping people see the light at the end of the tunnel or, or their tools to at least help people and, more importantly, families, business owners, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Start Because I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. Yes. Yeah, so it's really bringing home that work-to-live kind of principle. I don't call it work-life balance. I think balance is a stupid word that should never have been thrown around in that reference. But I call it, you know, work-life blend, and I think that's what we're all redefining right now. Yep. That makes sense. What do you think is the number one reason that stops people from living by design? They, the number one regret, and again, this is from this book, top five regrets of the, of the dying. The dying. All right. Yeah. A book by Bronnie Ware, palliative care nurse, who wrote a blog that became a best-selling book. And she interviewed all these, uh, all these patients about their top five regrets. And the top yes. regret is exactly the answer that I'm going to give you. The number one regret of people who are dying is I wish I lived a life true to myself, not what others expected of me. Yep. 
people live in the shadow of their parents, their peer group, their network, and unfortunately that keeps them bound and yeah. that keeps them that keeps them and I'll use a New Zealand reference here Sam and I know you're not a native of New Zealand but there's a lot of sheep in New Zealand yes and, and people well, we're mammals we love we we get love and acceptance from our herd yes but unfortunately our mindset takes is exactly the same that it, it takes some courage it takes risk and you know this from the startup world to yes. break away from the herd, to start yeah. unbelieving the story that you've led yourself to believe your whole yeah. life. And that's where the risk take it. That's discomfort, but that's where the magic is. And that's, you know, for pe- to break that is extremely confronting for a lot of people. And that's why a lot of small business owners don't last. That's why yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs don't last because they yeah. get pulled back into the herd because of maybe self-sabotaging behaviours or behaviour or peer pressure or family pressure. It takes to be an entrepreneur, a founder, a startup, you've got to be able to take five punches, six punches to the face and get up on the seventh. Totally. A lot of people can't handle that in the face of ridicule, in the face of embarrassment, maybe in the face of whatever, you just got to get up and that tenacity and that determination, persistence is, yeah. is really everything. So for anyone who is out there watching or listening this, the advice that I give is is have the courage to do that. If you believe in yourself so much in your idea or your, yeah. your product or service and if you believe in it, and we're just talking about Elon Musk, just know that there's a whole other herd, a whole other yeah. herd that are waiting for you that are running at a faster pace and they're waiting for you to catch up. Yeah. You just don't know them yet. You're not connected yeah. with them yet. You're not networking enough yet to yeah. realize where that herd actually exists, whether it be online, your local suburb or wherever, but they're waiting for yeah. you to, to, to get your shit together and for you to break away from what you've got to break away from to catch up. And then that's a whole level of conversation you know yeah a whole way of being a whole other set of belief systems that that you will map into your life and into your psychology as soon as you catch up that hopefully gives people hope yeah totally 100 percent having said that do you have ask are you looking for anything are you looking for i don't know customers team members to hire anything Mate, all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> use a bit more money for the business. Let's yeah. talk about that. We could uh, always looking for customers. I want people. We've got a lot of people who have become bucket list coaches. We've had a lot of like other life coaches, yes. business coaches, executive coaches. People who've got an executive network that want to ever, and people who've got to have a heart for helping. Even people that have been through some. You know, tragedy yeah. to triumph kind of story, like yes. I mentioned before, who have come out the other side, had an epiphany and want to help others, but don't know how to do that. And people who are into personal development, into psychology, who want to go out there and who need a framework, a support yes. system, some marketing plans and campaigns. We've got all that business in a box for those sort of people. And this, for a lot of our coaches, is an add-on to what they're currently doing. And it's a really cool group coaching add-on uh, framework that they can that's been received really well around the world. So yeah, yeah it might be yeah it might be a good add-on for some of your listeners and watchers. 
Absolutely. What I'll do is I'll put all the links to everything you do, your website, LinkedIn, all your social profiles, your book, everything under the description, wherever this yeah. goes. Yeah. So that's great. So look, it's been fantastic having you on this podcast and look, wish you best of luck in getting other people achieve their bucket list while you achieve your own. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. For the last 10 years, I've been running around the world, writing my bucket list off on tax. So mm. yes. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. Now, Sam, uh, stoked to be on, man, and I'd like to have you on my podcast as well. Cheers, buddy. Oh, looking forward to that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.